Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. And uh, we're starting a new series today. Um, It's called Discover Christmas. And uh, we're going to talk about experiencing God's timing today. And uh, it's a four-week series, and we're going to end the day after Christmas. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Christmas falls on a Saturday. Is that right? I think that's right. And so we're going to end the day after Christmas. Next year, just get ready, uh, Christmas falls on Sunday. And so we'll work through all that next year. But uh, as a pastor, we always know when Christmas falls. And uh, we try to keep th- that in my mind. But uh, this year, I just felt in my spirit... I want to do a, just a series on discovering Christmas and um, what that means to each and every one of us. We start that series today, and I know most of you know the meaning of Christmas. Yet it seems like every year, as each year passes, the meaning of Christmas for some gets more and more distant. The more I hear, and if you say this, don't take offense, but the more I hear happy holidays... And the more I, my heart longs to hear Merry Christmas, and the more I hear Happy Holidays, and the more I say, I want to hear Merry Christmas. You see, Christmas is not just any ordinary holiday. It's not Thanksgiving. It's not Memorial Day. It's not Labor Day. It's not Fourth of July. It's, it, it's not just any holiday. And, and all those other holidays are, are wonderful, and they're important, and we love it, and we celebrate, but this is Christmas. This is the birth. We're celebrating the birth of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's not happy holidays. It's not New Year's. It's Merry Christmas for me. And sometimes I think we get further and further away from the importance of Christmas, and I want us to understand that this celebration trumps all other celebrations. The only other one that stands there with me is Easter. Because Easter is the resurrection of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we enter into Christmas, we can get so busy with the details and the rush of Christmas. Okay, how many, how many have already been Christmas shopping? Yeah? Okay. We can get so busy and we're starting to think about, like today, just for example. I'm already thinking about, I haven't got our Christmas card out. Oh my goodness. I haven't bought your Christmas gift yet, babe. I don't know what I'm doing. I had a Christmas tree lighting yesterday. I had a tooth pull on on Friday. I had all these different things that are going on. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. And so what we do is we get in this rush of Christmas. And today, I want to encourage us to slow down. Don't lose the track of time. Because all of a sudden, we'll blink and Christmas can be over. How many of you have watched Hallmark movie yet? Yeah, come on. Beyond, thank you for being honest, young man. Yeah, we've watched, some of us have watched Hallmark movies already. I've taped a bunch of them because my, my daughter loves them. And, um, and she, has a, she has just a wonderful time watching those. And, and during Christmas time, we have this celebration of Christmas. Um, I need some water, babe. If you could do that. I'm sorry, I'm going to, I'm having just a little bit of problem. Just hang in there with me. As I'm talking, I had a tooth pulled. 
and it's acting up right now at all times. So there we go. As we draw nearer to Christmas, many of us start uh, keeping closer track of time. How many days are left before Christmas? My wife used to get our kids an advent calendar. Anybody do that? And every day they would get so excited when they wake up in the morning and they would go and they'd open up that advent calendar and they would look in and see if it would be a piece of chocolate or a gift, but you could count down the days of Christmas. And I remember as a kid how, t- how slow time passed by during Christmas time. I mean, it took forever. And I remember that, that it was just a struggle one year I found all my Christmas presents. Come on, anybody, anybody as a kid, did you do that? You found all your Christmas presents. And I remember mom and dad hid it in a secret place. It wasn't so secret. I found it. And you know, it is really tough. Once you find Christmas presents, it is really tough to actually, um, the t- I mean, the time passes so slow because you want those gifts. You want them so bad. You already know what you're getting. You're having to wait. And you're having to act surprised. (laughs) And I remember how time just passed so slow. But now as an adult, I blink and Christmas is over. Time is an interesting phenomenon. You can be hanging out with friends around a fire. And all of a sudden, you're there three hours and it feels like five minutes. You know what I'm saying? It all of a sudden just passes by. Or you can be sitting in a dentist chair waiting for the dentist and it's five minutes and it can feel like three hours. You know what I'm saying? See, time is relevant to what is happening around us. Time can also be very strategic. You don't, you don't go uh, snow skiing up at Big Bear or in, in August. You don't, right? And you really don't want to go skiing up in Lake Arrowhead water skiing in December. It doesn't work. Why, why doesn't it work? Because it's the, t- the timing is wrong. I remember my oldest son, Evan, when he was like three, four years old. And uh, he all of a sudden, and he was a smart kid, good kid. But we were on a busy sidewalk by a street, and all of a sudden he took off running. And, uh, and, and I remember all of a sudden seeing, all of a, I glanced, I saw him going, I took off running. I know, I know many of you probably have experienced something similar. And I just, I caught him right at the curb of a busy street and grabbed him. And I, I've thought many times since that moment, I have thought how one second matters. If I was a second later looking, how that one second could have made a difference and it, I was, I've been always so grateful that God, you know, let me see what was taking place. And I share all that because time is very important. There's an interesting verse in Galatians chapter 4 about the birth of Jesus. And let me read that to you. Galatians 4.4. 4. It says, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. The first thought that I want to share with you today is this. Jesus arrives at the right time. This verse in Galatians 4.4 is interesting. Because the Bible doesn't really explain what this statement means. In the fullness of time, your translation can say in the fullness of time or when the right time came. As I've shared, we do not recognize through our own life the experiences 
that timing can be very important. Have any of you guys ever watched the movie It's a Wonderful Life? One of my favorite movies. I guess when it actually came out, it wasn't one of the favorite movies because it was has a little bit during the depression times and people don't want to be reminded of that but man it is such a wonderful movie it's starring James Stewart and Donna Reed and uh, if, if you understand the movie the whole movie is about this man named George Bailey and the whole movie is about um, his life and different time events of his life now how many I just want to see right now in that last scene when George Bailey is holding his little girl and that, and that bell rings. And the little girl looks up to George and says, Daddy, teacher says that when a bell rings, the angel sings, receives her wings. Now, how many of you guys cried during that time? Come on. Great movie. But I was thinking about that movie because it's based on timing. The right timing when George saved his brother's life when he fell through the frozen pond as a little boy. The right timing as he was working as a drug, uh, in a, a drug store, a ph- farm, as a pharmacist assistant. And the pharmacist had given out the wrong pills and he didn't deliver that. And he got in trouble for it. But those pills could have killed the lady that was going to. The right timing when George all of a sudden rescued the savings and loan. If you haven't seen the movie, all of a sudden there was a run on the banks and he stops. And he, he goes and gets all the, he get, takes his honeymoon money to rescue the town. The right timing for an angel named Clarence to all of a sudden enter into George's life when George was about ready to end his life. The right timing when the people of Bedford Falls rallied around George and said, Hey, George, when, they, when Clarence, Uncle Clarence lost, or Uncle, not Uncle Clarence, Uncle uh, Billy lost the large deposit. And the whole premise of the movie, and I share, and I take a long time on that, but I want you to catch this thought, because if you watch that movie in the very beginning, all of a sudden you see out in the space, and God is speaking. And, he's, and literally the, the movie is kind of setting up this whole thing about, about George Bailey's life. And the premise of the movie is that God is trying to reveal to George that his life has purpose and meaning. That's the premise. George, your life has purpose and meaning. Throughout the Bible, God is trying to tell each and every one of us that your life has purpose and meaning. That from the very beginning of creation, God has created us in such a way, and he loves us. And he displays that love throughout the word of God. And according to Galatians 4.4, Jesus entered this earth at just the right time to give purpose and meaning to all people. Jesus accomplished this by fulfilling the Old Testament prophecies that God would send a Savior to rescue his people from their sins. This action was prophesied from the very beginning, starting in Genesis 3.15, where the Bible talks about the fate of the serpent. It says in Scripture that one day the seed of the woman would crush the serpent's head. The seed of the woman was talking about Jesus. And that one day Jesus would all of a sudden come and he would crush the head of Satan. God's timing was predetermined for just the right time. Why was, it, why was this the right time? The Bible doesn't specifically tell us, but we can conclude some of the possible reasons. One is that the Jewish people had been living under the bondage of the law for close to 1,500 years. And I think the right timing was because the Pharisees were, in, were a religious 
powerful group, and there was many other religious groups that, were, that had come at that point. And the burdensome of the law was so great that there was a timing, that it was, it was time to set people free from the law by Jesus fulfilling the law. From a practical point, standpoint, Rome had taken control of almost all, almost all of the world and all the countries had kind of been brought together. It was actually kind of a peaceful time during that time. It was a great time for Jesus to come to be able to all of a sudden that the gospel could be heard and presented. There are probably other reasons as well. And it's hard to know every, every meaning, everything in God's timing. But here, here's a fact that I think is interesting to see about the birth of Jesus. From the Old Testament prophecies, God gave the how, the where, and the why of Jesus' birth. The how is found in Isaiah 7.14. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. The where, but you, Bethlehem, out of you will come for me one who will be the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient of times. And then the why. Look at the, look at the why. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought that his troubles were punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten so we could be whole he was whipped so we could be healed all of us like sheep have strayed away we have left God's path to follow our own yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all in all of scripture we can find the how the where the why but in all of Scripture, God never gives us the when. The when happens in the fullness of God's time. That's the very first Scripture that I started off. In the right time, in the fullness of God's time, in the right time, all of a sudden, God sent his son. Why at that time? We don't know specifically, but we know God's timing is perfect. The same is true about Jesus' second coming. We don't know the when. You can, through, you can read throughout the Bible, you can read all the prophecies and the scriptures that predict Jesus' return and give us insight on how and what will happen. We know the how and the what will happen, but we don't know the when. In fact, Jesus himself says in Matthew 24, he says, About that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, not the Son, but only the Father. The plan for Jesus' return is already in motion. And when the right time comes... In the fullness of time, God will send his son again. As I think about that statement, in the fullness of time, it reminds me that God has a plan for each one of us. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for my life. And as we follow Jesus, there's times in our life where we get so impatient with God's timing. But as scripture says, in the right time, in the right time, in the fullness of time, guess what? God will fulfill his perfect plan through your life. It leads me to a second thought. Not only does, um, Jesus arrive at the right time, but Jesus also provides at the right time. And I want to share this truth to you today. God never comes empty-handed. 
If you have the faith to believe, then God will deliver. When Jesus came to this earth, he was born as a baby. He didn't come just to hang out. He had a purpose and a plan for each and every one of our lives. And as we enter into Christmas, I don't want us to forget the miracle of Christmas. We can go so fast and so quickly that we can forget the miracle of Christmas. And yes, the miracle that happened at the birth of Jesus was phenomenal. It was amazing that, that God sent his son to this earth. But the miracles that continued all the way up to his resurrection, the, re- the resurrection of power of Jesus, I don't want to forget the miracles of Christmas. The death and resurrection of Jesus is what provided the supernatural miracle of forgiveness. Paul writes this in Romans chapter 5, verse 6. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came as just at just the right time, and died for us sinners. God's provision of forgiveness continues to work in the lives of people today. It kind of reminds me of that old statement, Kodak, the gift keeps on giving. Remember that statement? Some of you are old enough. Well, guess what? That miracle keeps on giving. The miracle of forgiveness that happened when Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected again, that miracle keeps on being given each and every day for the last 2,000 years. People are finding forgiveness from their sins because of Jesus Christ. We need to trust for God's provision in every area of our life and that his provision will arrive at the right time. Not our time. God's time. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, God promised Israel that if they obeyed his commandments to love the Lord their God with all their heart, to love, to love and obey his commandments, then I will send at the right time, I will send in season the rain that is needed. Let me share with you today that God knows the details of your life. God knows what you're going through. God knows the greatest need. Our need is not always what we think. Sometimes we think we, need, we know what we need. Guess what? Most of the time, God knows what we need. Sometimes we think that this is what we need. God says, no, 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 you don't need this. You need this. At the right time, God will provide for your life, and he will show you what you need just at the right time. So my statement is don't give up. Keep trusting God. Keep believing God. Miracles happen when we run out of options. That's why it's a miracle. Right? That's why it becomes a miracle. When, when Brett was sharing about him and Ben going to Ecuador, and he was telling me a little bit more details of that whole story, and since he always shared it, I'm not taking that away from him, so I can just share it now. He said they were standing, they were handing out these meals, they were passing them out, passing them out. He said they knew they didn't have enough. They knew they had this many boxes. It was 280 meals, and they were passing them out, and they knew they were going to run short. And he said, Dad, there were so many kids, over 400 kids, and somehow, as we kept on passing out the meals, we just kept on having enough. And he said, literally, we came down the very last one, and it was the very last kid. With nothing enough, it was just, boom, it was over. It was done. God provided at the right time. During this Christmas season, Let's once again discover the miracle of Christmas. In fact, I want you to think about this thought. The miracle of Christmas might be happening through your life. Maybe God is trying to use you to bring a miracle to someone, someone else at just the right time. Brett and Ben, when they delivered those meals to Ecuador, guess what? It was delivering meals to kids that were in need at just the right time. We, South Coast Christian, had a hand in being a part of a miracle that what God was doing. 
You see, sometimes we're on the receiving end of miracles, and there's other times we're on the giving end of miracles. God will do the same for you if we keep our faith in Jesus. The last idea that I want to share with you today is this. Don't miss the right time. Our text that we started off today in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, says, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. In that, in that men, mention, subject to the law, the apostle Paul's reminding the Jewish people in Galatia that Jesus was subject to the law. Not necessarily the Jewish law that was made up by man, but the law that God had put on each person's heart. It's an important factor because if Jesus wasn't subject to the law, then Jesus could never fulfill the law. And he fulfilled the law for you and for me. At the right time, Jesus fulfilled the requirements of the law so that our salvation could be secured through his righteousness. He redeemed us from the penalty of the law if we put our faith and trust in him. Paul's reminder to the Jewish believers in Galatia is that they no longer live under the burden of the law. They have been redeemed and adopted by Jesus. In verse 8 of Galatians 4, Paul shares with the Gentiles, Gentiles are those people who are not Jewish people. He says, you were slaves to made you you were slaves to the made up god so when paul goes there he says you know what for the jewish people you are bound to the law but for you gentiles guess what you are bound to your your false gods you're bound to your made up gods don't go back to that jesus has come guess what he has set you free from the bondage of the law he has set you free from the bondage of other gods serve christ at this time god's timing is perfect When Jesus entered this world, he did so to fulfill the law. He also did so to show us the one true God. I encourage you today to discover Christmas, to understand that God's timing is now. The right timing for God doesn't always feel like the right timing to us. Many times people miss out on Jesus. I was thinking when Jesus came to this earth born as a baby, many didn't see that he was a savior. When Jesus walked and he did all the miracles, that performed all the miracles, many of them just thought he was a, was a great prophet, a great teacher, a miracle. They never saw him as a savior. Many people missed out on God's timing. Today I declare to you, let's not miss out on God's timing. Let's not miss out on what God is trying to do in our lives. There are times in our life we have a tendency to put God on the shelf. And, and I want to remind you today, don't put God on the shelf. So many times we make statements, and I I remember doing this when I was younger. God, it's just not the right time for me yet. God, not not. When the time comes, God, I'm going to commit my commit my entire life to you. At the right time, I'm going to do that. You know, one second can matter. Today, I encourage you: stop delaying. Don't miss out on God's timing. God's open invitation is for all people. This is the right time for you to follow Jesus. Jesus said in Mark chapter 1, verse 15, The time promised by God has come at last. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. This is what Jesus said. Jesus, this is Jesus' announcement. The time, at la- the time promised by God has come at last. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. You see, for us, it's hard to understand that statement. But when Jesus made that statement, he made it for, to, to people who believed in God and for, 
Thousands of years they had been waiting for a Savior to come. And Jesus makes the announcement, the time promised by God has come. It has come at last. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. As the Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, today is the day of salvation. I urge you to discover Christmas by choosing to make Jesus the focal point of your life. Don't delay. Don't delay. Make that choice this year. Discover Christmas in your life, that Christ loves you, and he desires that you make a decision today. Because you know what? In the fullness of time, God is there for each and every one of us. He wants us to make a decision to choose to follow after him. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that your word does not return void. It is powerful. It is effective. And I pray today, Lord God, for every person here. Go and take notes. Lord, I pray for every person here whatever situation we might be in. I ask, Lord, that you reveal to each one of us your love, your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your power. And today, Lord God, I pray that each and every one of us would step in to the opportunity to discover who you are in our lives. You are our Savior. You are the one that has set us free from sin. I pray today, God, that we will experience that in each of one of our lives. If you're here today with every head bowed, eyes closed, and if you're watching us online, if you want to discover Christmas this season, all you have to do is to ask God to come into your heart. Just, just make a choice to say, Jesus, I choose to follow you today. Free me from my sins. Set me free from my sins so that I can follow you. And if you say that, with sincerity if you pray that and mean it God will set you free to choose to follow him today I tell you the timing is right make that choice amen um, we're going to take communion as we close today and I want you just to grab the little cup that might be either on your chair or might be in the seat in front of you in between the seats in front of you just grab that and I want you just to open that up that very first piece and you, you know, there's a little wafer in there and there's a second piece there let me read a scripture to you today and I think it's I think it's fitting for our message today it's found in Hebrews chapter 10 and it's, I'm going to read a few verses here and I want you to listen closely. I don't have it on the screen here today, but just listen to this. This talks about Christ's sacrifice for all. The timing is pretty spectacular. It says, The old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come. Not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year. But they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. They would come to worship, but you guess what? They'd have to sacrifice over and over and over again. No sacrifice was ever enough, so they always brought more and more. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped, for the worshipers would have been purified once for all time. 
and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That is why Christ came into the world. He said to God, catch this phrase, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. Think about that when you think about the birth of Christ. Jesus came to die. He was born for a purpose to die. It says here, you have given me a body to offer. He came from heaven to earth so that he would have a body to be able to be a sacrifice for all mankind's sin. It says in verse 10, for God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all time. Powerful scripture, amen? I want you to take the wafer and I want us to remember today the body of Christ that was broken for each and every one of us. The, the word of God says by his body we are healed, but I also believe by his body, guess what? We are set free from his sins through the blood of Jesus Christ, but it was broken for each and every one. We can find healing spiritually because of what Christ did for each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you today that we can remember the sacrifice that was made for each and every one of us. And that through that sacrifice, like Lord, we find healing in our lives. We take this in remembrance of you. Will you take with me? cup represents the blood of Jesus. It's just juice, but it represents the blood of Jesus. And the word of God says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And it was on that cross where Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. As in Hebrews 10, it states that he was given a body for this purpose, to be a sacrifice for our sins. And Lord, today we take this cup in remembrance of you. And Lord, we thank you for what, you're, what you have done in our lives. Today I pray over every person here that has made a choice to follow you, that we take this cup in remembrance of you. In Jesus' name, will you take the cup? Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.